everybody. Welcome to the is it sixth episode of the RPG Backtrack. We've been off for a couple months due to busyness of the holidays, laziness of the laziness of uh, laziness of the hosts. And well, we finally got our stuff together. And today we're coming at you with another four panel. Um, I am Michael Cunningham, Public Relations and host today, and with me I've got Head of New Updates, Jonathan Self. Hello. Also, we have staff reviewer slash masochist, Glenn Wilson. And speaking of masochist, one of the reasons why this backtrack is late is because I had elective surgery last week. Elective eye surgery at that? Glad yeah. you could see and your eye hadn't fallen out, so that's good. Yeah, they're marvelous. Yeah, they haven't fallen out yet. <laughs> and also with us is somebody that is not new to the backtrack, but is relatively new to being staffed with the site, Mr. Mike Minky, a.k.a. Jumisen? Jumisen? Uh, whatever. Mike Minky, say hi, Mike. Hello, everyone. How are you today? And Mike has joined us as an editorialist and also a... Leprechaun. Leprechaun, <laughs> yeah. Somebody took his lucky charms before we started, and now we've got to listen to it hey, the rest of the nobody's time. nobody's supposed to talk about that. Well, you will forget you just heard that, listeners. Memory wipe. We all forgot. I've, forgot. I've forgotten already. So, exactly. last time we were coming at you at the end of 2008, and now we're in 2009. So, we've had a little bit go on between now and then. Maybe we'll just kind of go around the panel and just kind of talk about what we've been up to the past couple months. Uh, let's start with you, Mike. What have you been up to the past couple months? Gaming, personal, whatever is interesting. If it's not interesting, I'll cut you off. Oh, how generous. Well, becoming staff was quite interesting, I'd say. It's been kind of interesting. I'm, I'm overusing that word. Let me try and vary my vocabulary. Being on IRC all the time is quite fascinating. Quite interesting, I think. It's been interesting anyway. having you on staff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, otherwise, I've been exploring the wonderful world of unemployment, which is unfortunately what happens when your employer is dead and oh. bankrupt. Dead? <laughs> like your boss just killed over and the owner of the company died? Midstream? I actually wouldn't have minded if my manager keeled over and died, but that's another story we don't want to get into. <laughs> okay. So, anything else other than unemployment and joining staff and hanging out on IRC and listening to our craziness and trying to figure mm -hmm. out when we're serious and when we're not? My DS that had to be fixed in October died again two days ago, so now it has to be repaired again. That sucks. At least they're taking care of it. Still under warranty? This is true. That's good. Nintendo That's good. was very nice to send me a fresh FedEx label so that I don't have to pay for the shipping. That's nice. Well, if uh, that's all for you for right now, let's see what you've been up to, Glenn. What have you done other than the elective eye surgery? Let's see. I reviewed Away. I reviewed Persona 2. Worked on the 2008 and Awards. You're two I behind. I say two? Yes, I said Persona 4, second opinion. And uh, Ease 1 and 2. And Dragon Quest V, and I got Class of Heroes, and Covenant of Bloom today. Personal life's not that interesting. Oh. I was on a boring project. It ended. I have another boring project starting up soon. On yeah. another on another note, 
you know, you had a system die too. Your 360 died. I did. My 360 bricked on me very quietly. I was in the middle of playing Mass Effect and it crashed. And then the next time I booted it up, it didn't work anymore. But Microsoft was pretty quick. Maybe from when I told them it was broke to when they sent the same one back to me only working now. It was maybe two or three weeks. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, just along that note, not cutting Jonathan off, but I'll, I'll pipe in and say that my 360 died as well. Uh, the last remnant killed it. Uh, it had been playing Rock Band 2 just fine, and I was enjoying it so much. And I was going to show a friend the last remnant, and it killed on me. And then we had to cut the night short because we were going to play Rock Band some more after that. But no, it took exactly two weeks for them to, from the time I sent it off, it died on a Monday, sent it off on a Wednesday. It was back two Wednesdays after that, so a little over a week from the time it died. So, so far, we're three for three as far as dead systems. Other than that, uh, eh, it's nothing really interesting in the personal life. I've been playing a lot of games, playing some Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, and I played some Fallout 3 recently, and I tried to play some Last Remnant the other night, and it didn't work either. I mean, it ran, but it, I still couldn't play it. So, uh, What about you, Jonathan? What have you been up to over the last little while? Uh, not too much. Uh... Not very much at all. I can gladly say that none of my uh, game systems have crashed and died, so that's always a plus. But uh, uh, give it I, time. Yeah, I, I played through Mass Effect a- again. Uh, I can't remember which playthrough this was for me on the same characters, but I, I went beat that again. And uh, mostly, I've just been playing a lot of DS games. I, I've been recently playing uh, Legend of Kage 2, which there's no reason why anybody would no- need to know what that is, or probably would know what that is, but. It's a Taito It's not game. Legend of Cage 2? No. <laughs> ah. Uh-huh. Okay, Legend of Cage. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Taito game that mm-hmm. you know, Square Enix bought them out. Okay. Anything else exciting going on in anybody's lives? Is that pretty much it? We're all just dog people. We play games. That's what. Yeah, we, we play games. Video- we people just... who play video games all the time are generally not that interesting. Yeah, yeah especially oh, games. That's what you're used to it, Kate. Especially when you play RPGs, because they take so long to beat anyway, so... I mean, you might be playing... There's no time to yeah. be interesting or make friends when you're playing RPGs. Friends. Yeah. And I'm sure, Mike, you were playing RPGs while you were watching the Clint Eastwood movies anyway, so... Well, not while watching them. He's generally too interesting to want to take my eyes off the screen, but in between Clint Eastwood movies, yes. Okay. Well, on an unrelated note, if you're listening to this cast and you tried listening to episode 5 backtrack, I just had notification that the updated last or version with the last 10 minutes was just sent to me, and I'm going to get that up hopefully before you're even listening to this one. So if you are listening to this one, you can go back and fast-forward through, re-download it, fast-forward through, and listen to like the last 8 or 10 minutes when we actually give our results for what the best games of 2008 were. Sorry it took so... or 2006 were. So, sorry it took so long, but, you know, it's just the way the... Life is tough and then you die. Yep. Get over it. Go listen. Just think of it as a bonus eight minutes you get to hear now. So, we're going back in time to kind of the origins of a lot of people's experience here in North America and even in Japan. Um, Not the first one ever, but we're going to talk about Final Fantasy 1 and 2. Love it, hate it, whatever it may be. Let's start off with Final Fantasy 1. You know, a Square Soft game back in the day. 
I haven't even looked up the dates because I really don't care about giving the history. If people really want to know the history, they can get it the same place I do. Our game pages, Wikipedia, that's where we find this stuff anyways. It's not like I have it memorized in the top of my head. But we've got Final Fantasy 1, a Nintendo Entertainment System Famicom game. One of the first RPGs I remember ever seeing. Um, you know, it was a, it was something that really caught me off guard when I was first seeing it because, you know, I'd never heard of an RPG. I'd played Zelda, you know, an adventure, action-adventure type game. And, you know, seeing Final Fantasy for the first time, I was like, whoa, this is kind of slow-paced. I might not suck at it like I do a lot of these other games that I still enjoy playing but, you know, I'm not good at. And I was watching my cousin play, and she was showing me all these characters. Yes, female cousin. She was showing me video games back in the day. It was great. And I was like, I really want to play this. Can I take it home? She lived in Florida. I lived in Tennessee. Next thing you know, I've made her a trade. I've given her a copy of my 720 Degrees for the Nintendo skateboarding game, and I had Final Fantasy. Took it back, played it. Never could really get anywhere because it was so... Just it, it drove me nuts back in the day on the super on the Nintendo. Uh, anybody else have a similar experience? What about you, uh, Jonathan? You said you rented this one. Yeah, way back. Way, what way do you? Back. What are your early memories of this game? What do you remember about Final Fantasy One when you first touched it? Truthfully, not much because whenever I rented it, I was probably about five. Ah, oh, put your retro goggles on and give <laughs> me some kind of nostalgia. Uh... Yeah, well, before that period, I had played a lot of, like, Ultima Online and stuff like that. Um, it really gave a, a reminiscence to that sort of style of game. Um, mostly, since I was that age, my initial impressions, I was really confused by it. because Ultima Online? Uh, not Ultima Online. Like Ultima Games, The original yeah. Ultimas. Okay. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think it was 3 and 4 I played a lot of. It was like, I didn't think you were, like, 14. <laughs> so. No, no. But, okay. uh, yeah, mostly it just confused me, you know, when you're 5. Uh I, I mostly just wandered around and grinded for hours and hours at the beginning uh, monster areas, as the limits of my five-year-old mind could do. Yeah. I remember that's one thing about it that really stuck out with me was, you know, what you did. It was slow-paced. You had classes. I thought the characters were kind of cool. I didn't really get into it and enjoy it until later on, and I'll I'll touch, a, touch those later. But I'm trying to see who all had – if anybody had any more NES experience. Did, what about you, Glenn? Did you – you didn't ever touch this on the NES – uh, I did. It was the first time I played it. It was uh, toward the end of the NES's life cycle. So when I got Nintendo Power when I was a kid, one of the first issues I got was when they would send out, like, every other issue was a strategy guide. Yes. So the Final Fantasy One strategy guide was one of the first Nintendo Powers I got, and I read it cover to cover. And I thought it was, like, a great game, but, I mean, I was, you know, seven or eight or nine at the time. And for me, reading, I, I had the opposite effect of other people. They read the strategy guide, they thought this game sounds so cool, and they got it. I read the strategy guide and thought, well, that's just like playing the game and ask for other games. So <laughs> reading the strategy guide made me not get the game. And years later, uh, my brother had a friend that owned Final Fantasy, and he loaned it to my brother, and somehow I ended up playing it instead of my brother. But uh, I think I mentioned in a previous cast, my, my mother had this issue with sharing. We were not allowed to share video games because people would steal them or we'd break them, and she was worried that we'd get sued. I don't, I don't know what her nervousness <laughs> was with that, but we were not allowed to share 
at all with other people. I wasn't allowed to take games to my father's house from her house, like nothing. If something ever was in her house, I had to stay there, and other people's stuff could not come in. So I was told I had two days to beat it before I had to return it, or, you know, I'd get in trouble. So I played Final Fantasy 1 in two days, and enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fun. It was long enough after I had the strategy guide that I didn't remember the details of everything. So it was still a fresh experience. I mean, it was right at the end of the NES's life cycle that I played it. Yeah, it's not like it was really, you know, detailed anyways. It's not like there was a whole lot of story to spoil. Yeah, it, it didn't have quite as many obtuse parts of the linear plot that you wouldn't really get lost on it. Like some of the, well, I guess like Dragon Quest, I guess I'm thinking of, kind of did that even in the early ones. Like the original Final Fantasy was something that you could reasonably explore and figure out on your own. It wasn't like Legend of Zelda. I mean, it wasn't, you didn't need a strategy guide to beat it in two days. I, you know, you, you can kind of figure things out. You just needed a lot of time and some patience and the ability to grind, and that, that's something I didn't have back in the day. I just I didn't care enough about it, didn't have any interest in doing it. I was like, eh, forget this. I'm just I'm playing it and I enjoy it, and it kind of made me look for other Final Fantasy games. Like when I saw Final Fantasy two on the shelf later on, I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. But yeah, I didn't actually play through Final Fantasy when I got it. I just played around with the classes. I think I went through like that first area with a bunch of different classes over and over just to say, hey, this is pretty neat, but never really did anything else. So what about you, Mike? Did you go through any of the NES, or did you not touch it until later on? The only NES games I've ever played were pretty much action stuff, because it was never my NES. It was always, uh, I guess it would be my stepmother's, whatever. And the only... Thing that even closely counts to an RPG that I've played on NES is the original Zelda. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna have to go to the ports for me to have anything notable to say here. All right. So let's jump right into that. There's been lots and lots of versions of Final Fantasy One and Final Fantasy Two. Most of them have been paired in some way or another. Uh, after the NES release. The next time that we were able to actually touch this game here in North America was for Final Fantasy Origins on the PlayStation. It was a single disc game that included Final Fantasy 1 and Final Fantasy 2 and it, you know, hyped up these CG animations that they were going to have, you know, full FMV and it was really just limited to the intro movies. And I think was there one other CG scene like when you got the airship in Final Fantasy 1? If so, it was so non I don't really remember. I don't even remember either. <laughs> I played that version, and I know the opening had a CG sequence. I don't remember there being any other ones in the game. If if for any reason it was when you got the airship, and I'm, I may just be totally pulling that out of my butt, but I thought I kind of remembered that. If it was, it was so non-memorable that I don't remember it, and it probably was like two seconds long. So <laughs> I'm just going to say it wasn't there, you know... It, if any of you all remember, you know, more power to you, or if anybody listening to this remembers, feel free to post about it, but I don't remember. Um, but other than that, it was relatively unchanged, was it not? Was there... What additions do you remember to this version? I know it was it was touched up graphically, but you didn't really have a whole lot of changes in this version compared to what we kind of saw in some of the others. The um, reason why I got Origins and played it instead of Dawn of Souls was because they didn't touch up origins it was still the original game and i i I liked final fantasy one enough 
and I'd never played Final Fantasy II at the time I got Origins, that I wanted to play the original version, not the the up version where they then they add like a, a magic point system to Dawn of Souls. I mean, they 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 touched up the game a lot, and I, I wanted oh, to play yes. it as it originally was with the with the older magic system with the Didn't older difficulties. Increase your inventory so that you could actually carry more than what is it thirty things at a time. Uh, possible, I don't remember. But the the basic gameplay and difficulty was the same in Origins as it was in the original, and that was the way I wanted to play it. I, I don't right. think they touched up anything else besides the graphics. Now, for those that aren't familiar or for those that only played the more recent versions, uh, what Glenn's talking about as far as the magic point system is you didn't have MP. I mean, it wasn't MP as we knew it. Each level of magic that you could have, you could get spells for that level, and you had a certain number of casts. Well, it was Dungeons & Dragons. It's what Square eventually went on to do its own thing, but originally Final Fantasy One was supposed to be like a Western RPG, only their take on it. So the, the magic system was straight out of AD&D. So a wizard would be able to memorize seven level one spells, six level two spells, five level three spells. And once you used those five, you didn't get any more until you spent the night at the end, which was exactly how AD&D did it. Well, it's the magic system they used in Final Fantasy III, right? In the original Final Fantasy III, yes. Um, and that's what you know, one of the biggest differences was, of course, they, you know, they touched up the graphics in this version. It was, you know, other than just the CG opening cinemas, there was a little bit more polish on it. Because the original version, of course, you're looking at a Nintendo game. Not really a whole lot there. You know, really blocky animations. They kept the whole spirit of the game the exact same. They just had a little cleaner sprites, a little more detail that was going on. And I guess this is one thing I wanted to touch on. You know, for for those that don't know, or for, you know, just in general, there were six classes you could choose from. You started with, was it Fighter? I can't remember if they changed that to Warrior later on or not. But eh, you had whatever. the Fighter, Thief, Monk, Red Mage, White Mage, Black Mage. That's the basis, and we all, anybody that's played a Final Fantasy game from here on out that's ever had a job class system or, you know, used the job system some way has experienced those classes. Now, you got four characters. You could choose to make a mini combination. You could have four fighters, four white mages. You could have a mix of whatever you wanted. Um, what was uh, what about you, Jonathan? When when you played this, did you have a favorite class or a favorite set of four that you picked and went through and used? Uh, I was always a, a thief sort of guy. I think most of my parties come. Uh, comprised of thieves and monks, which really didn't make a lot of sense in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> but I was like young. Two thieves, two monks. Is that what you had? Yeah. Well, I was the guy in Dragon War. I can't remember one of the Dragon Warriors. You could choose a goof class, and I was the guy who chose a, a party of all goofs. So, yeah. <laughs> I, that's uh, why I never beat the game. You see, yeah. Final Fantasy One. You never beat it. No. Uh. If you've only played that version, I can't blame you. I never beat the original NES one. Never even, never really even tried to. So, uh, what about you, Mike? What was your set of four? Did you have a traditional set of four that you liked better than any? Uh, keep in mind that I was playing it on the GBA, so this alters my experience quite a bit. Uh, as I recall, it was a fighter, a black belt, a white mage, and a black mage. Pretty balanced. Okay, and you know the monk 
and the black belt. The black belt was the advanced class of the monk. Now, um, I guess, you know, I'll just go on and say they did re-release this again for the GBA and again for the PSP just recently. Um, but we'll touch about touch on those here just in a little bit. Uh, what about you, Glenn? What was your party? Did you have a set combo that you used, or did you try it with? Did you beat it with like two people in the week? I think I played? used the same party. I mean, I played through Final Fantasy One twice. I think I used the same party both times. It was like what Mike said. It was something balanced. Although in in the original Final Fantasy, the thief was a really bad class. That was the last time I played it on Origins. I wished all game I never made a thief. It was just, he was by far the weakest, most useless character in the party. He was like a white mage, a black mage, a thief, and a fighter. Yeah, but see, the thief turns into a ninja, and everybody wants a ninja because they're so cool. Ninjas are awesome. And And weak. (laughs) Yeah, they are weak. You know, they gain black magic spells. And And they do less damage than the black mage, and they did less damage than the, the knight, I think, was the upgraded fighter. But they're fast, aren't they? Come on. They attack first, and it does no damage, and then the real men get to fight. That's that's the way it works out. There you go. Um, I guess my party was always, I'd have a fighter, monk, and I would go with a red mage and white mage. I would avoid the black mage, because I've just never been a real magic user. I've, any game that gives me an option of melee classes versus magic classes, I don't like conserving MP. And the original Final Fantasy really made you conserve it more so than you know the others that added uh, standard traditional MP bar that we see today. So I would avoid the Black Mage completely, and I'd be like, "Oh, this Red Mage can use a sword. He's awesome." You know. So that's who. That's what I used, and I had that class pretty much the first time I played. And you know, I I played a little bit on the NES. I played through. Final Fantasy 1 on Origins, I played through the Game Boy version and the PSP version, so that's three times I've played through Final Fantasy 1. And Did I Final think Fantasy I, have enemies that were uh, heavily resistant to attack that made you use magic against them? I don't think it did. Like, would it have punished you for not picking a black mage? No, I, I never remember getting blocked. If there were any enemies that were resistant, they weren't resistant enough. <laughs> so I was able to just plow my way through it. Because, I mean, that's what people do. People go through these games with, like, all fighters. They go through these games with, like, all white mages, all black mages. There's, like, you know, solo class challenges that people do on this. And yeah. it's just amazing. So it doesn't really limit you from what I remember. And if there was anything that blocked you from it, it never stopped me from going through there. And another reason I didn't use the Black Mage, that's what I remember, is I had the strategy guide too. I had the NES strategy guide, and I thought it was so cool. Everybody likes the little pointed hat, you know, Black Mage. And when he upgraded to a Black Wizard in the original NES version, he he ditched the hat. He looked like he had shades on, and he had spiky hair, and his hood was back, and he just looked awesome. It was like, yeah, yeah, gonna, I thought so too. He's he, like, he I'm became just gonna, a Black Wizard, I think, was yeah. the, was the upgrade. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm just gonna nuke you, and you're just you're all gonna die." It, it made the black mage look like a little child, like you know, yeah. like a little Vivi compared to him. Yeah, and then in every other version since, they just they kept the hat because everybody thought the pointy hat was so cool, like Vivi, and he is awesome. But you know, let him stay the little one. I want the awesome looking guy that looks like he could be on, you know, some action movie nowadays as some awesome wizard. And that's he that's still the, had the oversized robe though. Yeah, he had the oversized robe, but, you know, he still kept the hat. He didn't look like he was, you know, chilling. You know, he just still looked like just an overgrown baby. 
I don't know. That's my little rant because that's the one thing that I, I can't stand. The one reason I still don't use the Black Mages whenever I replay the game is because of that. It made me that bitter. <laughs> I'm that shallow. But, yeah, that's just me. Um, I guess everybody's going on this end of what classes we used. Um, so, there was also the subsequent Game Boy Advance version where they released Final Fantasy 1 and 2 together in the pack called uh, Final Fantasy 1 and 2 Dawn of Souls. It was a single GBA cartridge that contained both games, a lot like the Final Fantasy Origins did, had them on one CD. And in this case, they really eased up. There was a whole lot of changes that were made to this version. First and foremost, you now had MP. So you weren't limited to the number of casts you could have at each level. And that made the game so much easier. Because, like I said, I never beat the NES version. And when I played Final Fantasy Origins version, you know, it was still challenging because it was the original version. But playing the GBA version, I was like, man, this is easy. I guess it was, you know, it really was kind of like a my first Final Fantasy. It helped. Yeah, it was kind of like Final Fantasy for Tots. You know, they remade it for the handheld Nintendo, for the Pokemon crowd. And made it a lot easier, from what I heard. That was why I didn't really have any interest in playing it. I thought so the part of the challenge in Final Fantasy was what made it fun. I didn't think it would. Or I didn't expect it to be that fun of a game if they dumbed it down for tykes. Well, it's not like it had much of a story. You know, the basic storyline, character development wasn't really there. So you did kind of play it for the gameplay and for the characters that you created going through these challenges. Um, Jonathan, yeah, character- did you ever? There is no development. <laughs> Yeah. Jonathan, did you ever touch the GBA version? Nope. I have a lot to add to this podcast, as you can tell. (laughs) Yeah. We're gonna call you we're gonna call you the slacker from now on. Just just because it's fun. (laughs) By the time I ever had an interest in playing it back again, I was basically scared away from it being so old and the conventions being so old. I mean, you know, a lot has has a you know evolved since the days of Final Fantasy One and Someday I'll go back to playing it again, but I guess it'll be some time that I'm patient about it, so... That's true, because they really... I mean, other than changing the difficulty and, you know, some of the gameplay mechanics, uh, there wasn't much else changed. I mean, it's not like they added any story to it. It was still the same plot. You had a little bit of a bonus added on at the end that you could go through, but they didn't actually, you know, they didn't add any story. It was still, at heart, Final Fantasy One. It was just, like, easy version. So, Mike, you played this one. This is the one that you played. What do you remember most about the GBA version of Final Fantasy 1? Well, I'm going to second how easy it is. Most of the time in this one, you can just keep hitting A, and you'll cruise through just about every battle. Press A to win. I also remember some of those bonus dungeons. I think they pop up as you beat each of the fiends. And how, oh, yes, yes. How incredibly boring they are. The last one in particular is... 50 floors, something like that, and I went through it, and the best parts were that you get to fight baddies from later Final Fantasies like Ultros, and I think Gilgamesh was in there somewhere. But there's no real reason for them to be there. You're just going through long, 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 bland dungeons with tons of random enemies that you keep hitting A to kill. And I remember standing in for a half an hour outside a really long food line once and still hitting A to get through that stupid dungeon before my food was served. Is that the dungeon where it was like your health slowly declined? 
over time, and that was supposed to be part of the challenge? Was that the game that did that, or am I thinking of something else? I don't remember that. No. That would have been, that would have been far too challenging for this remake. Remember, we're doing this for the kids. Think of the children, Glenn. <laughs> think of the now, children. I think what you're thinking of, and I, I could be wrong in this because apparently I've done all my research on this, is I think they added something in the PSP versions that did this. Oh, okay, it was PSP. I haven't I, played that either. All my versions are kind of running together because having played all of them and them all being about the same, it's kind of hard to differentiate for me at least. Um, I do remember I really liked the music for the underwater temple. Uh, y- yes, this one does. It was the Labyrinth of Time. It was on the PSP version only, and it was you had a time limit. It was at the end of the game, where, like Mike said, the uh, Soul of Chaos dungeons opened up throughout the game. And the Labyrinth of Time, your HP would decrease as you went through it. And it was a pain. It was just, it wasn't really challenge. it wasn't really fun challenging as much as kind of ridiculous challenging. And it kind of frustrated <laughs> me too, so. Um... Well, it was something new. Yeah. To you. And I guess, have any of y'all touched the PSP ones? I guess I'm the only one that played through those. I wouldn't. I don't plan on buying Final Fantasy 1 or 2 again. (laughs) Uh, The Origins disc I still have, it still works. It's good enough for me. I can't say it was something I wanted to do. It was in, I guess, my first or second year here at RP Gamer, and... Somebody was like, "Hey, we need somebody to review a game." And I was like, "Oh, I can do that." You know, I was—I had nothing to do at the time. I was just an editorialist, and it was the Harvest kinda... Moon of two years ago. They couldn't find anyone to review it, so they gave it to an editorialist. Yeah, they're like, uh, "Yeah, here, just go play this." And it was Final Fantasy One, and I had just less than a year ago played through Dawn of Souls Final Fantasy One. So it was less than a year I was going through Final Fantasy One again on the PSP, and it truly was, other than a few more graphical changes, and it really did look nice and crisp, and if if I had to recommend a version to play that, you know, if you don't mind the easiness of it, it would be that version. I'd recommend it over Dawn of Souls, kind of. Well, you know, that's even hard to do, because it's separate, and Dawn of Souls at least had two games. It, it looked the best out of all of them, as well it should, but it didn't look that much better and it didn't really change anything at all. It had all of the Dawn of Souls stuff in it, the bonus dungeons they added in Dawn of Souls, and it just added, you know, the Labyrinth of Time that came up. And Final really Fantasy One PSP, the quest for more money. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, they put it out because it was the 20th anniversary, and they're like, ooh, we're going to re-release Final Fantasy One again. And <laughs> that Final Fantasy 1's 20th anniversary and Spaceball's 20th anniversary are the same? <laughs> are they really? They are. <laughs> you know, I'd never noticed that before, and I guess that makes a little sense now. They were they were planning on doing this years ago. They are like, we'll release these at the same time, and then we could do a 20th anniversary together, too. <laughs> we should do a Final Fantasy and Spaceball's feature anniversary. There you go. So, Final Fantasy 1... You know, you went through, I guess the coolest part about it that I remember is, you know, I was always striving for that class change. You were going after four crystals. Uh, you had to bring the light back to the crystals. You were the light warriors. 
You had no personalities whatsoever. You know, like we talked about in the last podcast in Final Fantasy three, there really wasn't a whole lot of depth to it. So, <laughs> you know, your characters were really shallow. There just there wasn't a whole lot to it story wise, but you know, it started something that really kept on through other Final Fantasies throughout the years was the theme of, you know, four crystals of the four elements, and you had the four fiends. And we see that replayed over a couple times throughout the series. And that's really, you know, it was really a good foundation. You can't really bash Final Fantasy one, the original one, for being what it is. I, I liked Final Fantasy 1, and I still like it. And one of the things I liked about it was that it was more of a real high fantasy setting with, with elves and dwarves that didn't just go lolly-ho and jump up and down. It was, it was more, again, it was more blatantly based off, like, Western high fantasy, based off Tolkien or based off AD&D, where the, the dwarves were weaponsmiths and they made dynamite and, you know, the, the elves lived off where their health was based off how the land was doing and it had a vampire in it. And it was just, it was a lot more traditional. I think it was kind of a world that, although the plot, you know, wasn't really there, it was a world that could kind of pull you in, even considering how basic it was because it was interesting. You kind of wanted to see what was next. I mean, it had, you know, the mermaid village, it had the, the castle in the sky, the ruined civilization, a lot of ideas that they kept doing in future Final Fantasies. But in a way, because it wasn't JRPGized. Hmm? There were no talking brooms in any other Final Fantasy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had, had a witch for talking brooms. Well, you had to like get her eyeball or something. It was it's something about the world I liked a lot more than the next couple Final Fantasies, which I, mean, I, I didn't play a long time ago. But uh, And I did catch your stab like at Final for, Fantasy IV just then. Well, when I played Final Fantasy 1, it was probably after I played Final Fantasy 4. And uh, I, I still liked it a lot. And I think the challenge was an important thing when people kind of complain about the need to level grind in today's RPGs or in today's Final Fantasies or the kind of rote experience of running around and fighting random monsters and just pushing A over and over again. I mean, the original Final Fantasy was hard, even without trying to make an all-white mage cast, especially the first time you're playing it and you don't really know what you're doing that well. And the challenge kind of kept you going. So I, I think that there are a lot of things Pharmacy 1 did well that made it successful and made it an addicting experience that, in a way, future games in the series that tried to rip it off haven't quite done as well. I mean, it's, I'm not saying all the recent Final Fantasies are bad, but they haven't quite gripped you, pulled you in, challenged you, and made you constantly think. Maybe they've been more outright fun, but they, they didn't really pull, pull me in. The way I could probably it's frustrating. I could probably play Fantasy One and be frustrated and still love it right now today. But I think I would have trouble going back into Final Fantasy Twelve and playing it for another hundred hours just running around and letting the game fight monsters for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we saw happen with you know Dawn of Souls and the PSP versions is they brought out something that would appeal more to casual gaming. You know, somebody that's just a wanting easy. RPGs, not wanting a challenge, and they figured they could appeal to more people that way. And honestly, they probably can, but that doesn't mean that what they've made is a better product. So There's also a difference in gaming over the decades. I mean, 20, 25 years ago with cart limitations, games were short, so you had to make them hard to you know, feel like you got your $19, 80 $50 worth out of a 20-hour game. 
you know, they stretch them out, they had to be more difficult or have backtracking or have objectives that you needed to search all over the world to find. And in today's games where they can easily make it 80 hours, they took some of the challenge and frustration out of it. And sure, in that way, it has more wide appeal. That's, I think, a change in gaming culture over the last couple decades. True. Now, Jonathan, I know you've not really had as much experience in this, but how do you feel about the change over time that these type of games have had, you know, going from being more challenging and, you know, kind of bare bones but really rock you to, you know, being a little more lenient nowadays, not really having the kind of depth of gameplay, you know, grindish stuff that's going on. What's your feelings on that? You know, uh, to be honest, I, I think it's really a bad thing. Now, some of this harkens back to the fact that I, I like retro games. I like short, hard games. Things that have, are concise in vision. You know, they have, they're focused. You you know, you know what you're supposed to do, and you just have to get better or try a lot to, to finish it. It has a better sense of accomplishment. So, I mean, the th- the fact that they're getting more easy, uh, you know, I don't really like it. But I can always play a lot of games that don't do that as well. I mean, a lot of DS games are are pretty difficult still. Something like Etrian Odyssey is still very difficult to finish, you know. Uh, not necessarily shorter, but, you know, it's still difficult to finish. So, I generally I don't like it. Uh, and I, I think that also goes hand-in-hand hand with the fact that uh, a lot of uh, newer RPGs are becoming more cerebral. You have to think about them more. So you become weary of playing them. A lot of older games, like the original Final Fantasies, you just played them. You really didn't think about it. It was just something to kill time, you know. Something to that parents could just give their children so they would be uh, occupied for 20 hours so they wouldn't have to worry about, you know, about them doing something... Here, st- raise my child, Final Fantasy. Yeah, so they wouldn't be doing something stupid like, you know, hitting a neighbor with a rake or something like that. You know, they could just sit down in front of the TV and keep occupied for a while. Hey, no, video games raised me, okay? Yeah. You see how I turned out. I turned out great. <laughs> yeah, me too. High five. Yeah. Rock. So what about you, Mike? Uh, what are your thoughts on the change in gaming over time, and what's happened in this? Well, I prefer a variety of games, and I certainly enjoy a good challenge, but I don't like a good challenge exclusively. And with regard to Final Fantasy 1 in particular, nerfing the challenge was not a good idea because what did they replace it with? Nothing. Final Fantasy 1, if you take away the challenge, is really kind of bland. It, it kind of reminds me of an RPG Maker game that I went through that you know somebody made a game on this forum that I used to uh, frequent quite a bit. And they had, you know, a lot of form regulars and stuff in there. And they made this big, huge game, and it was really fun to play, and it was kind of challenging. You know, it was still, you know, it was an RPG Maker game, so wasn't really a whole lot of depth. But they added a lot of neat little things in there. And then they tried to make another one, Grander in Scope. And they couldn't do it because they just said, well, this is too much work. So they decided to release the game without any battles in it. So that's what I kind of hearken it to. You know, the first one was kind of fun because there was the challenge factor to it. You know, you were getting, you know, getting what you wanted as far as the inside stuff, getting the content, and you had challenge on top of that. You take away the challenge whatsoever, and there's nothing there. You know, the substance is completely gone. And, you know, that's one thing I actually got horribly flamed for when I did my reviews of Final Fantasy One for the PSP was people were like, which Final Fantasy one? You can't dock it for being what it is. Well, you know what? It's the fourth time it's been released, 
It's the second time it's been released in this format, in this version, and this easiness. Yes, I can dock it for being that, because it really doesn't stand up to what it could. So, what do you guys think about trying to recommend it to a modern gamer? If someone who's maybe in high school now and they're just getting in RPGs and for whatever reason they say, I want to see what started this, I want to play Final Fantasy 1. I mean, would you recommend Origins or Nintendo version, even though it's frustrating, but because maybe on the hope it pulls them in, but it might turn them off by being difficult? Or would you recommend Dawn of Souls and say, this gives you the experience and you can just fluff your way right through it? What about you, Jonathan? I'll let you, you or Mike jump in first. Go for it, Jonathan. Uh, yeah, I figured you made me do that. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure if um, um, it depends on, I guess, what age and what kind of playstyle preferences the person has. But I'm not sure if if most people, unless they're reared or have some sort of, you know, nostalgic feeling about games like that, they could actually enjoy it because you know there really isn't much to them. I mean, not really. It's like going back and playing. Like, so you're saying that Final Fantasy One is unenjoyable. Well, like, if you were raised on modern games, it's definitely going to be lacking. I mean, it might be neat from a clinical and historical perspective of just saying, hey, this is where it came from, this is where it started. But, you know, to expect someone who's, like, say, 15, say someone's 15 right now, you know, they were raised on, uh, you know, when they were young, they were raised on Final Fantasy VII. Do you think someone could, you know, go from that far of a leap back where there's practically no story whatsoever... You know, it's really just killing time. It's just grinding, and grinding is something that, I mean, some people still enjoy, but a lot of people don't enjoy anymore. If you look at different genres of games, a lot of games that require genre or skill in short periods, are those, a lot of those games are declining anymore. You know, the, the games that are just more bang for the buck and, and have do things automatically for you are things that are picking up. So I don't know. I, I mean, like, if they really were interested, sure, but I can't think of why most modern younger people would find much enjoyment in it all. Well, before I jump in, I'll give Mike a chance. I've got a really strong opinion on this. Do you have anything you'd like to add, Mike? I'll just say that first I would need to know what the preferences of the person you're recommending it to are, because well, let's say they're really- in between. Let's say they don't absolutely love fluff, and they don't absolutely love being frustrated and tearing their hair out. In that case, I would recommend probably something other than Final Fantasy 1 to start with, because if you give them the Dawn of Souls version, they're going to click, 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 click. Oh, gosh, that was boring. What happened? And if you give them either Origins or the original version, they're going to go, eh, it's too hard. Go away. Why'd you do this to me? I hate you. We apologize to all the teenagers that we're calling whiny people who hate challenging games. Go on. Now, if you do get a teenager who, in fact, can handle it, I'm not sure exactly how I would grade that without doing the test itself, but certain people can, in fact, have fun with it. Um, wow. See, I'm going to go before Mac goes then. I, right. I, think that, I think that for anyone, I would recommend the harder version and not insult their intelligence right off the bat just because they got into games later. Surely based off the fact that I played Final Fantasy 1 after Final Fantasy 4, I was probably uh, 12 or 13 years old. I loved it then. I replayed it four years ago on Origins. I still loved it. I think that Final Fantasy 1 still works as a game 
better in its original form than in the remake. And I don't think it's nostalgia. Just I just like like what we're discussing. I think when you take away the challenge, it becomes a ugly, old, boring, rote game. But with the challenge, it becomes something that you have to pay attention to and think. And I think that makes it a better experience. Yeah, but that much I Yeah, but but I mean, like you know, there's a lot of things you got to think about. I mean, you know, is someone you know, who isn't associated with much of a challenge going to finish or even get very far in the game. I mean, like, I, I, people rant about how games are so hard anymore, and there are things that, you know, compared to, like, one of the original Ninja Gaiden games are, you know, a cakewalk. I mean, the first Mega Man game was incredibly hard, you know? Nothing really stands up to that level of difficulty anymore, you know, but... I'm not sure if, you know, the sheer difficulty, it's like, you know, taking someone who jogs a mile a day and go tell them to run a marathon... You know, just to see you what it's like. You think Final Fantasy 1 was Mega Man 1 level oh, no, of no, no, frustrating? No, no. But I'm just saying, you know, I, I don't know if how many modern people, unless you're into very difficult games, and modern games would have, would just, you know, be able to hold off pulling out all their hair. Well, Odin Sphere was a pretty hard game, and it eh, did well. It was I know it's, I mean, it's a different type of battle system, but... Yeah, and you had adjustable know. level difficulty yeah. in that, too, so... Just, mm-hmm. I, I found that just most well, people grinding. Well, the light of men, I played it without going on easy difficulty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't play it at all, so I can't okay. say. I watched Billy Young, you know, Mad Hatter on their site play it as we went to Run to the Sun in 2007. And he was playing it on easy, and he went to go get a drink or something, and me and Michael changed the difficulty to hard and didn't tell him. <laughs> I just watched him come back and try to play it. <laughs> he was like, oh, I keep dying. <laughs> we just laughed. We didn't tell him. We never did tell him, I don't think, <laughs> until after he left. So, uh, But here's, no, here's no. my take on this. I think that there are two classes of gamers out nowadays. Unfortunately, the majority of them would not touch the original Final Fantasy in the NES or the PlayStation version. They'd be completely turned off by it uh, graphically and through the challenge because the challenge would be the only thing it provides. I think the niche gamers that are out there right now that enjoy things like Etrian Odyssey, you know, like other – I'm trying to think of anything else that's kind of a little more, you know, enjoy. think of anything of, I've reviewed in the last year, Baroque. Yeah, Valhalla Nights, Baroque. Sheer and the Wanderer. There's – there's not. Did you just speak of Valhalla Nights around Glenn? I did. Yeah, and he used it in the same sentence as Baroque. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, hot and cold together. But the people that like those kind of games are very, very few. You know, we're kind of in a circle right here where we could actually enjoy a little bit more. If you're talking about somebody that, you know, has played other RPGs. You know, if you're talking about somebody that's come up that has played like Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy X, Dragon Quest VIII, um, you know, Lost Odyssey, Blue Dragon, uh, if you're talking about somebody that's played those kind of things, I don't think they would even consider touching the NES version. They would think the challenge was too hard and there wasn't enough substance to it beside the challenge. There's a few people out there that would enjoy it, but at the same in the, in the same aspects, I don't think they'd enjoy the easy fluff of the original, or of the Dawn of Souls and the PSP versions. I don't think a lot of the gamers nowadays would really enjoy it for what it is, because they don't, you know, I enjoy it because that was one of the first ones I played. You know, I think it was probably the first RPG I played, and going back and kind of growing up with that, playing Final Fantasy uh, 4 and Final Fantasy 6, 
and reading about Final Fantasy three and Final Fantasy five and then playing the rest of them, you know, you could kind of look back on Final Fantasy one to see where everything started. And if somebody had played a lot of those other Final Fantasy games, went back, you know, at that point they would have, you know, more of a respect to see where the series came from. And I think they would be there would be some enjoyment there. But if those were the games they grew up on, I think they would probably enjoy the Dawn of Souls and the PSP version more because the difficulty level on future Final Fantasy games was not very high. So it would be on par with what they're used to with Final Fantasy 4 and 6. Neither of those games were extremely challenging. Go they were slightly challenging. Right. And Dawn of Souls and the PSP version of Final Fantasy 1 and 2 were the same difficulty level. They were on that par and you know, unfortunately, I think that's what the majority of people are at nowadays. They don't want the extreme challenge. They want something they can play through, they can get something out of, and just say, okay, I'm done, it was fun, I'm well, that's okay. Kind of, that's kind of interesting to say, because even uh, right now there's a forum thread talking about most difficult bosses in RPGs, and people are naming bosses from Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, and Final Fantasy IX, and Final Fantasy uh, X talking about these bosses that were so difficult. And even uh, Ready Out of Stories, which I liked, had some really frustrating points in it. Like, yeah. I think... I mean, maybe Final Fantasy 1 had a consistent, frustrating difficulty that lasted throughout definitely the first two-thirds of the game. I think once you classed it up, it got a lot easier. But maybe games nowadays only have small moments or boss battles that are tough, and then random encounters are a cakewalk. But I think if, if you can make it through some of the more frustrating moments... I mean, if Unaleska just really angered you with the status ailments in Final Fantasy X, maybe yeah. you have that same stomach to make it through the game of Final Fantasy 1? It's possible. Now, on in Final Fantasy 1, do you remember anything that really... Would you say the harder points took more strategy or took more grinding? Mm, well, I mean, strategy wasn't a huge point. You were locked into classes that you decided 30 seconds after creating a new game. So it would be it would be grinding, but also it was more like learning not to go into a dungeon and try to make it to the bottom, fight the boss, and make it back up in one trip. You had to do it in multiple trips. So that was a form of grinding, yeah. Because I see, you know, a lot of these bosses people were talking about, and you know, the status elements and the stuff that comes from those. You know, there was there was strategy that was involved. You know, the the AI of the enemies was you know different, more complex. <laughs> I think even those games and everything that had to go through there, I didn't have any problems with Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, or 10. 10, not X. 10. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, pet peeve. Um, I, you know, there were some challenging moments. I remember, like, the second Seymour fight in Final Fantasy 10 caught me off guard, and I was like, whoa, wasn't prepared for that, totally took the wrong strategy in there. Whereas some of the bosses in Final Fantasy 1, you go into them, you're like, oh, wasn't high enough level, need to go grind some more. You know, I was able to go back in Final Fantasy X and try a different strategy, and it worked. And, you know, that, that made it more fun, not go back and spend another hour or so grinding to get up to another level to beat it. I don't think people would enjoy it as much. Just my thoughts. Do you think that its uh, meteor length has anything to do with it? When you're talking about the original Japanese RPGs, when you're looking at Dragon Quest One, East One, and Final Fantasy One, East One and Dragon Quest were really short games. Final Fantasy was what? Was it maybe like a 12 or 13 hour game? You, you played it more recently than I have. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like telling someone, try this, it's fun, and then, you know, even if you don't like it, it's only a four or five hour commitment. I mean, it was a, 
there was a lot more length to it of the really old, early, you know, of the late 80s Japanese RPGs. Yeah, compared to other stuff that's out nowadays, it doesn't even come close. But yeah. stuff back in the day, yeah, it was a little meatier than, apparently, you know, definitely a lot meatier than E's. And, you know, and, and that's one thing that hadn't changed, though. Even these newer versions, I'd say the Super Ni- or the Nintendo, I keep saying Super Nintendo, even the NES version of Final Fantasy 1, I, I don't think had as much length. Or had, it probably had more length because you probably had to grind more because it was harder. <laughs> yeah. So, what about you, Mike? You played the the GBA version of it. What what's kind of your take on, you know, strategy versus? You you've said you've already told us that it was just press A, press A, press A. Did you have any moments of trouble? Uh, let me think here. Press A, press A, press A. I think I think some of the optional bosses in the extra dungeons were slightly challenging to the point where I actually had to heal a few times during the battles. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, that, that really does mark challenge when you have to heal in battle. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll take that back. Some of the I think it was some of the Final Fantasy V. They put Final Fantasy three, four, five, and six bosses in you know there were four bosses of each of those four games in the four bonus dungeons they added to Dawn of Souls and the PSP version and yeah, some of those I haven't played three or five so I didn't recognize a lot of them yeah and I think some of the ones from five were actually fairly challenging and you know I don't know if I even really tried them. I may have tried once and accidentally slipped up and died, and I was like, eh, yeah, I'm just kind of bored. There wasn't any point to it anyways. Mac, did you think the bosses were exceptionally tough in Final Fantasy 1 in the original version? No. It's... Yeah, ex- yeah and that, that's my memory, too. Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, okay. like it, the difficulty was in the random encounters, and the bosses were really just like a slightly harder random encounter. And that's one shift that happened to RPGs over the years, was random encounters have become mindless things in most RPGs and the bosses are what you what you save up and use strategy or maybe have to grind for. I think that was one fix they kind of did with Dawn of Souls was they made the battles all mindless and tried to make the bosses meteor with these extra bosses that uh, Mike's talking about. That's true. Now, one thing I remember, and you know, I think that's exactly right, and I think it even translated over to Final Fantasy II, my first experience with Final Fantasy II was in Final Fantasy Origins, because that's the first time it was officially released in North America. And there was one point in the game, I was going along just fine, I was making it just fine, I had kind of adapted to the system, and I just I walked into this one area, next thing I know, I was attacked, I think it was Cockatrice that got me, and they all my party was turned to stone, and I was like, oh crap, I'm dead. You know, <laughs> Just a basic random encounter... That caught me out of nowhere. I wasn't prepared for it. And you don't get that. You know, it's just kind of like attrition that you're going through nowadays. You're just trying to fight through all the tons of battles, but they're not really hard. There's just lots of random encounters to get you prepared for the challenging strategic boss fight. The first two Fantasy Star games were really notorious for don't go into this place if you're not prepared. And that wasn't even the case in Final Fantasy II. It wasn't so much that I wasn't high enough level, or, you know, there's, there wasn't levels in Final Fantasy 2, but it wasn't that I was, my stats weren't up enough, it's just that, oh, all of a sudden, this one random encounter totally screwed me, because I, you know, it just... Well, your mind is relaxed. Up. That happens to me every now and then in RPGs now, too. 
that where you're not playing, you're used to not paying that close attention to enemy encounters, and you don't care if three of your five party members are dead because you're like, whatever, I'll still win, and then you die. You're like, well, that was stupid. <laughs> Is it kind of like that? Yeah, you know, I was I was going along just fine. Like I said, there, you know. I guess we're kind of making just kind of a slight transition to Final Fantasy 2, and we can talk about one if there's other things you'd like to add. But, you know, in Final Fantasy 2, they did away with experience. There wasn't uh, levels at all. The more you used skills like attacking or, you know, the more you got hit, you know, your stats would increase over time depending on what you were doing in those cases. So, you know... I was at a decent enough level going through there, but I was like, oh, I'm making it just fine. I'm not having any problems. Hadn't really encountered anything with status effects other than maybe poison. And all of a sudden, something hits me with stone, and everything hits me with stone. And I'm like, oh, crap. Well, there goes you know the last hour that I didn't save or however long it was because you know I wasn't having any issues with it, so I wasn't prepared. You know, I was relaxed, just like you said. So, well, if you wanted to... Formally shift over to Final Fantasy 2. My experience with that is I only tried to play it once. It was when I picked up Origins in 2005. I played Final Fantasy 1 and then immediately played Final Fantasy 2. Had never played it before. Uh, didn't really read enough background stuff on games, even that recently, that I knew nothing about it. I didn't know it was the Saga guy that had a heavy hand in it. Didn't know about the experience system. Didn't know that you could attack yourself. Like, I didn't think of that strategy on my own, that you could attack yourself to increase strength and life and all that good stuff. So I was playing it straightforward like a, you know, a moron that just picked it up for the first time. And, uh, well, <laughs> I didn't like it. I don't know if you want to get into that so soon, but that was my experience <laughs> playing it. I got close to the end. I, it was a time in my life when I was very relaxed and had a lot of free time to play video games, kind of like now, and played played about 90% of it. Got right about the end and then couldn't take it anymore. So I, n- I never beat Final Fantasy 2. My story is the same with Final Fantasy Origins. I went through it. Uh, it's almost the same. I went through about 90% of it, too. It got really frustrating. I was kind of going along with the same path. I wasn't really doing you know, the hitting yourself kind of stuff either. And I got stuck at one point right near the end, and I was like, oh, I'm never going to beat this. So I broke out the Game Shark, cheated my way through it, and finished it just to say I was done with it and get it over with. Because that counts, you know. When it comes to gamer cred, using uh, cheat codes to beat games is the same as not. <laughs> See, I don't count. I don't count myself ever having beat that game. Technically, I just wanted to get through it, and I knew I wasn't actually going to ever take the time to. So instead of just having it sit there and be untouched and knowing I was ninety percent and never saw the ending, I was like, "Screw this! I'm cheating. It sucks anyways. I don't care. I, I don't have to tell people I ever beat this one because, you know, in my mind, I still didn't beat it." But it, it, it's at least out of my head, and it cleared it out of my system instead of just kind of hanging over me. I Whatever did. helps sleep at night. It did. <laughs> Easy street. <laughs> I know. That's why I don't claim to have beaten it, you know. But I did beat the other two. I beat it on the GBA and the PSP because, you know, difficulty level was not only toned down a little bit, but it did give you, um, you know, I, I kind of knew what to go into and knew what to expect, and... <clears throat> I hate to take away from everybody else, but when I went, whenever I start Final Fantasy two, and since I've played it two times in, you know, within a one and a half year time frame, because I got suckered into doing the review for the PSP version of that as well, because <laughs> I did such a great job on the Final Fantasy one PSP review, 
Yes, and that's why Nyx will be reviewing Rune Factory 3 next year. <laughs> yes, yes indeed. Oh. So, you know, I was going through, I knew to hit myself, I just I sit and take the first hour or so and just kind of build up, buff up my main three characters that stay with you the whole time. I know how I'm going to make them, I know which ones are going to have, you know, healing, which... I hardly ever use attack magic in that game because attack magic is completely broken and it's impossible to raise the level up enough to be useful. So I would just buff them up in strength, hit points by, you know, killing them over and over and by knocking them out over and over. And, you know, it, it wasn't until, you know, I did get older and started learning more about the games that I really see exactly how this is a saga type game. They could have just as easily considered this to be a saga game because, you know, because even it all the way up, <laughs> It's even all the way up through the last remnant, and I consider the last remnant a saga game because a lot of the because you thought it was terrible. Well, see, I didn't think I didn't even play Saga Frontier two and three or one and two because I just didn't have any desire to. So I can't say I hate them all or that I hate saga in general. And I actually kind of have found some kind of place in my mind where I can enjoy Final Fantasy two in some aspects. Um. I don't but think it involves exploiting the system to power stat your characters in the first hour of the game. Yeah, and and I can't sit here and tell you I think it's a good game, uh, but I can tell you that I kind of enjoy playing it from time to time because it is kind of mindless fun and it does does have a little bit more of a challenge than uh, Final Fantasy One of the newer Final Fantasy ones do. What about you, Jonathan? Did you ever touch Final Fantasy Two? If not, have you heard anything about it that really kind of stood out for you? Scared you away. Never played it a day in my it. life. And the reason why I didn't is because I didn't ah, even know it exists. Because, you know, I mean, I, my, my childhood, you know, I'm, I'm not real young, but I didn't... I bought magazines when I wanted to and, you know, when I had access to them. But, you know, I didn't keep up with video games a whole lot, so I never knew that a 2 came out. You know, hardly ever. The first time I uh, knew a 2 came out at all was, uh, like... Not at all, but, you know, in the United States, was when the PSP version came out. Whenever I heard about the leveling system, that basically scared me away. But don't you like the Saga games? Aren't they all like that, kind of? Not the Final Fantasy uh, Legend games. I've never played anything else. Yeah, those aren't. Okay. Yeah, one of them is like that. I think uh, Final Fantasy Legend 3 is like that? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 3. I think 3 was just like a Final Fantasy-style game. It had it's not 2. 2 is the one with the, uh, the pleading weapons. Uh, that's the ones where you have to go back to an inn to recharge your weapons, or buy new weapons, depending on what class you are. But uh, that's right. side the subject. So, but even even liking some of the saga style games still scared you off. Didn't want to try it. Yeah, mostly. I mean, well, not so much scared me off as you know, since there's so many games nowadays that I can actually try to play. Do I really want to try to play something that's just going to frustrate me, you know, when I have some other things to play? So maybe in a, a dark, dark, poor period of Where's, my life. Your sources were a little bit off. It's less frustrating and more terrible, but go ahead. Oh, oh okay, okay. So, <laughs> All right. What about you, Mike? You played the Dawn of Souls version, correct? I did indeed. What are your thoughts uh, on that? It was a little more than press A to, you know, win, because you actually had to change your... When you were pressing A, you had to actually had to change the focus from the enemies to your party. So, you know, press A, then press right, or press right and then A. So you did have to change a well, little bit of your strategy there. 
Well, I read a review, I think it was an EGM of uh, this version, so I knew sort of what I was going to have to do before I started this game. And thus, before I really went anywhere in the game, I proceeded to do exactly that. I kept targeting my people and having them beat the crap out of each other. And lo and behold, when you bash yourself over the head, it makes you stronger. I, I never knew that before. <laughs> what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, you know. It's That's it's true. Pain is just but weakness you leaving the body. And let's see, I also, for whatever reason, when I got into this game, I was determined that I was going to create an uber party, and I went about doing that by power leveling the magic too, which took an awful long time and was probably a waste of my effort, but whatever, because leveling magic in Final Fantasy II requires you to cast the spell, what is it? 50 times to get it up a level, something like that. So many times. It's ridiculous, and the whole reason I never touched it after trying a few times. And also, to raise your magic points, I discovered this. I remember this very clearly. You have to empty out half of your magic point meter in one battle in order to get the magic points to go up. Yeah. So, and I did that repeatedly, so I wasted a whole lot of time on that game. Also, once, you, once you've raised your magic points once, you have to go back to an inn in order to do it again, because cutting them in half again for, doesn't work for whatever reason. I don't know why. Because <laughs> the game is broken. Yeah. That's a very good reason. All right, so both of... No, that's a very bad reason, but whatever. You get the point. <laughs> so Jonathan never touched it at all. And... I win. Glenn, you played it once. Yeah. And Mike, you played it once. And apparently I, I'm the only person that played it once, went back to it a second time, and then went back to it a third time. <laughs> I put enough time into it that I was determined never to do it again. And he calls me a masochist. I know. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, the second time I played it was more enjoyable, and the third time I played it was even more enjoyable. Not that any of them ever reached the level of what I would call fun, but <laughs> on the level, you know... You know, so it descended from the level of having an electric shock to the level of somebody punching you. Uh, yeah, I guess it goes from, you know, a thousand volts of electricity up to getting kicked in the groin to being punched in the shoulder. So, you know, I'd say the next time it would kind of probably still be like being punched in the shoulder. So I don't think there would be much of a change. But I wouldn't even want to play it the second time if it was like a kick to the groin. Well, you're like, after the kick to the groin was so pleasant, I figured to give it a third try. Well, in all honesty, I didn't mean to give it the third try. I kind of got the third try pushed upon me, and uh, I suffered through it and did not mind. And I don't know, for some reason I gave it a higher score on the PSP version than I did the uh, DS. And I think there was some additions that the PSP version... Let me see. Dawn of Souls added in at the very end of the game. Um, I guess we're not really touching much on the story. The story was pretty shallow. You were four characters at the beginning trying to escape from a town. Uh, the emperor and the army, the evil army, came and destroyed your town and beat the crap out of you, and you woke up yes. and one of is your friends was missing. Is this the first instance of an evil empire, or is it one of the first instances? I don't know. This one pretty much copies Star Wars about Spawn. Yeah, the big trick with this was that it was accused of copying A New Hope. Yeah, and there's a whole lot of things that are very similar to it in a lot of different ways. So, 
Um, but you wake up and your four characters are now three characters, and you know one guy's gone missing, and you're like, oh, we got to find him. But at, you know, at start you're just this little rebel group, and you're kind of helping out the princess, and you help her get her kingdom back, and you go through all this crap. You you fight, people die, all that fun stuff, and uh, guy speaks beaver. You know, that's the most important part of the whole game is that guy speaks beaver. I think even though you said the story was shallow, which is true, an important thing about Final Fantasy II was that it actually had a story and it had characters. This I yeah, don't know in the scheme of things. This from, in, huh? Isn't the game from 88, 89, something like that? That was pretty progressive. That was quite progressive for 21 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and one of the important things about the story that Square gave up on in the future was that when people have wonderful plot-driven deaths... They stay dead, like dead people are supposed to. Unlike certain future Final Fantasies where people die, and then a week later they're perfectly fine. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like getting murdered after falling off a boat causes amnesia. And uh, falling down giant pits, blowing yourself up, landing in a pool of lava, and having a mountain fall on top of you gives you bruises, but you can get out of bed and build a ship the next day. Oh, you sneaky, sneaky person. Uh, I see what you're getting so at. So I think Final Fantasy II, for the Nintendo, I'm not even talking about the one on the Super Nintendo, did uh, did a few things right on the story. Well, you definitely can't call it... I set a record for Final Fantasy with, with number of people who die who were actually important. Oh, yeah. And, you know, without spoiling anything, and if we are spoiling it for you, kind of fast forward through the next little bit, because a lot <laughs> of the NPCs that you get in this game, they die. You know, that's pretty much how you change out NPCs, is they die. And it's that's tragic. What they, you cry. That's what they added to the GBA version with that extra dungeon at the end where all the people who died and who you probably didn't level at all are suddenly the stars, and that's why I didn't play that dungeon, because they were all pitifully weak. Oh, and the best part about it is all the equipment that they have that they died with. If you happen to know that they were going to die and you're like, oh, I want that equipment back so I can sell it. If you took it off of them, well, you were pretty much screwed because you had no starting equipment in that game <laughs> in the bonus part. So, But uh, going back to the story, touching on that part, the one thing that really did stand out was – you know, you had unique characters. That's something that not even, you know, the remake of Final Fantasy III that just came out recently even could say that it had, is the unique yeah. characters, they had their own personality. You know, you had... Uh, yeah, like you just said, there's a guy who speaks beaver. Yeah, guy, I mean, he spoke in broken English. You know, one of the lines I'm seeing from the screenshots, we not leave you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so... And, you know, seriously, there's beavers that you have to talk to, and you're like, they're, your main character's trying to talk to him, and he's like, uh, I can't talk to beavers, because, you know, who can talk to beavers? Um, the next thing that you know, he's coming up and say, guys speak beaver, and he starts talking to these beavers. <laughs> I mean, okay, <laughs> well. Is he raised least... by beavers? I don't remember the plot that well. Is that why he didn't know how to talk? I don't think he had any depth to him as far as background goes, but... He, he spoke Beaver. Is he one of the he ones that died? No, he, he was one of your main. The giant type guy. Yeah, he was one of your main characters that you would think you would need to make into like a brutal powerhouse tank, and always made him into a white mage. So um, it was die not white mage. <laughs> that, that's pretty much a good interpretation of him. So 
Another thing Final Fantasy II did that was kind of unique was they had the keywords. Not that it was very well implemented, but that was, a, again, I, I think a small glimpse of maybe the original Final Fantasies trying to be role-playing games, whereas future ones stuck to the whole, we're going to tell you a linear story and you're going to like it, was two had those... Because there were other Western RPGs that did that, certainly later. I don't. I didn't play enough really early ones, so I don't know if like Ultima did that or not. But Final Fantasy II, you'd learn, a, in order to progress the plot, you'd learn a keyword and then have to use the keyword. So it was kind of like you're role-playing as a character, like you're asking people. I don't remember specifics, but it'd be like you'd have to ask about a pearl to progress the plot. So you have to go find someone that would tell you about the pearl, and then it would become a keyword, and then you would use the keyword, and you know, you'd, you'd kind of be like playing a role. Yeah, I mean, it, it did have that kind of Attempted innovation, like you said, it kind of fell short. The actual implementation of it wasn't anything fun because it wasn't like really asking other things could open up more than you wanted it to, or you know, get you anything extra. You were really just kind of screwed, and if you didn't find the right path, well, you just had to keep trying until you did exactly what they wanted you to do. I know Wizardry 8 used keywords, but that was the only Wizardry game I, I ever played, made by Surtech. So I don't, I don't know if like the original Wizardry did that too. That might have been where they pulled it from. I, I don't know. Yeah. But again, it was it kind of shows more their roots, where they were trying to do their take on the Western RPGs before it became its own genre in their country. Yeah. Very true. Uh, anything else about the story of Final Fantasy Two? I know it's kind of even painful to talk well, about because nobody likes it, but you know. Oh wait, not, not to talk there's about it. Go ahead, Mike. What's that, Mike? There's the first Sid. Isn't that great? Yes, Sid, the origin Chocobo. of Sid. They had the first Chocobo too, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. You so, know, from a everyone... from a higher level, not talking about its specific story, I think one. One interesting thing that doesn't get thought about a whole lot is for a series, the Final Fantasies have nothing in common. I mean, it's like, you know, Kevin Smith, his first three movies were called the Kevin Smith Trilogy. It wasn't Clerks 1, Clerks 2, and Clerks 3. It was Clerks, Mallrats, and Chasing Amy. And same with Tarantino, his first three movies were called a trilogy, although they weren't 1, 2, 3. Like, Final Fantasy is one of the few, is really, just on the top of my head now, the only long-running series I can think of that follows numbers, even though the games have no connection. And the reason for that stems from Final Fantasy 2, where Final Fantasy was supposed to be the Final Fantasy ended. And then when it was wildly successful and the company didn't go bankrupt, and they were like, hey, we should make more money and make another one real quick. So they wanted to give it the same name for recognition, but they ended the story in the first one. So they made a whole new story, new cast, new world. And that's kind of become one of the strange parts of that. I mean, even Dragon Quest, where it takes place in different worlds, kind of could be broken into trilogies in the same world. Or it's, you know, Dragon Quest, don't hate me, is largely the same game over and over and over again, while Final mm-hmm. Fantasy keeps innovating. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder what it would have been like if they hadn't called it Final Fantasy II, if they had given the game a different name. Square wouldn't have this long-running series, and there wouldn't be a Final Fantasy XIII. And they could have named all 13 games different titles, and they'd just been major Square releases everyone knew about. You know? and, and I agree with you right there. I don't think it would have become a long-running trilogy had they not done that because yeah. you know, the Japanese gamers ate it up, and they enjoyed it. They wanted two. We never got two until it was released on the PlayStation. You know, that's, yeah. that's one thing we should touch on is the fact that you know, this is the true Final Fantasy II. Final Fantasy II that you know, we got here in North America that was titled Final Fantasy II. I'm sitting and staring at it right here. Has you know the dragoon in it? 
you know, so Japanese gamers. Well, are, the original Final Fantasy II also has a dragoon, but he's not nearly as cool. Yes, and if you know, constant betrayal is cool, <laughs> well, <laughs> let me rephrase that. He's not nearly as recognized. How's that? Okay, that works. Now. You know, that's the one thing is I don't I don't really think it would have been as received well received because it was a drastic difference. Um, I think we probably could have handled Final Fantasy three. It was just a little late in the in the game at that point for it to be released here because it took them forever oh, yeah. to do any localization. Was three released in the same year that they finally translated one for the U.S. I think um, so. Pretty sure it did. So you know, we were way behind at that point. So. You know, that's another reason I don't think we ever got the other ones. But I don't think two would have been as well received here, and I don't think American gamers would have stuck with the series. That have been like Final Fantasy. Oh, Final Fantasy sucks. I'm not playing that anymore. If two would have been the second game that they played instead of what we know as Final Fantasy four, you know, well, love or hate it, it. It started the trend where all Final Fantasy means when you see the title is that it's the hugest. It's the large game Square has spent most of its money making, and it expects it to be its best game within a few-year period. You know, that the games don't... There are cute things like Chocobos and Sid and Crystals, but really the games have nothing in common whatsoever, aside from being in the same genre and taking up a majority of Square's budget. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe Final Fantasy II wasn't translated for a long time because Square was afraid of lawsuits from parents watching their kids club themselves in the head to try and get stronger. That's a good point, because, you know, that's what I titled my first Final Fantasy P- or GBA reviews, when Final Fantasy makes you hit yourself. So, <laughs> and, and that's really what it does. What's your take on this, Jonathan? Do you think that, you know, scene two back in the day, we would have actually had any kind of enjoyment, or if it would have probably killed the series right then? Eh, you know, everybody back in the day, you know, when you're talking early 90s, late 80s, we played all kinds of horrible games, you know, and all kinds of horrible games no one ever finished. I don't think it would have hurt it too much, I don't, I don't imagine. I mean, people played Rygar, I have fond memories of Rygar, but, you know, that only, that you had to start the game again from the beginning, and there was no save points, and the game was like, I don't know, like seven hours long, so, I, I, I think people would have made it through it. I mean, no matter how horrible Seven Saga was, I played through that, and that was in Super Nintendo days. So... Yeah. And these people call me a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's back in the olden days when Jonathan used to play games. You old whippersnapper. Every time you start that, it reminds me of an old man. Back in my day. <laughs> back in my day, we didn't have save points. We had to save on the overworld, and we liked it. <laughs> now you had a, you had See, that's another thing Final Fantasy II did first. Final Fantasy II actually let you save on the overworld, and it's taken Dragon Quest eight games to finally... <laughs> oh, no, wait, they still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yes, in Final Fantasy 2, you could save on the overworld. Right. Huh? Getting those cheap shots in left and right. Final Fantasy IV, <laughs> Dragon Quest, taking them where you can get them, man. Oh. I like Dragon Quest, but oh, man. Okay. Well, all right, this brings me to my last point, then. The last thing I'd really like to touch on is... You know, far be it for me to put it past Square to remake these again. Because, you know, I didn't think we'd ever see them, at least not this quick, 
remade from the GBA version. Do you think we would ever see another remake of one and or two? And if so, in what format would you think we'd see it? And which format would you like to see it, if any? Um, take it away, Mike. Okie dokie. I would say whatever the successor to the DS or the PSP proves to be, that would probably be the ideal platform for them. And I can't think of a better platform at the moment because these are not the kind of games you really need whatever the successor to the 360 and the PS3 turns out to be to play on. So you're thinking something portable, something yeah. that would just be less than you know high quality, not the top-of-the-line, cutting-edge graphics. What well, changes? Anybody who, anybody who wants to play these games is not going to care whether they use 720p or 180p, whatever those things are. <laughs> what kind of changes would you like to see or would you expect to see? You know, For what, whatever what? happens to one in the future, we can hope. We can just hope that it becomes reasonably challenging again, to the point where just clicking A all the time is not going to win everything. Um, hmm. If you try and make an actual story from one, a story that, say, would fit in with the last few years of RPGs, then you probably change it to the point where it'd be unrecognizable from the original version. Uh... But I don't think it needs a story on the level of overblown, overwritten stuff from recent years. It needs the justification to go out and grind for a while. That's all you need in Final Fantasy 1, really. Okay. As for 2, uh, well... <laughs> it, it's okay to just say <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're, we're looking at a perfect world right now. A world where Final Fantasy 2 might someday be made an object of uh, not pain. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever not pain would be in your own estimation. And yeah, that's, that's a I, hype dream, I think. So. <laughs> oh, come now. They could add voice acting. We could get to hear Guy Speak Beaver, you know, fully acted <laughs> out. Yes, we can also get to hear everyone grunt in pain as they hurt each other in every battle. True. <laughs> okay, so that so that's your take on the whole remake aspect, or what what they might do from here on out, uh, yeah, Jonathan. Make, oh, go ahead. The only way to make Final Fantasy II something that stands tall, worthy of playing, is to gut it and start again from scratch, pretty much. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. What about you, Jonathan? I know you haven't really had as much time with 2, and you don't even have to talk about 2 if you don't want to. What what would be your take? What would you either see them doing or want to see them doing if they were to go about remaking it? And it doesn't have to be anything at all. I mean, you could say, no, don't touch them. Been done. Tired of it. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. I mean, if you were going to touch it because they're on the kind of archaic game traditions, if you were to change it as, as you know, he was saying earlier, is that... it. To make it a better game, you'd have to change the entire game, and it would no longer be that game. So, mm -hmm. if they were to make it, I would rather it just see it just like it is. I mean, you know, I can't imagine how they would change it. I would, 
you know, in a perfect world, I'd like to think, you know, they would try to keep more of the the original sprite graphics. You know, the ones in the PSPs were pretty, but, you know, the retro in me likes to think that, you know, at least have an option of seeing something more original. But if they kept it original like that, it would only be for sheer nostalgia. It wasn't, wouldn't be, you know, really for to bringing any new people to it. So I, I would prefer that they didn't do anything to it, though I'm not sure how smart that would be in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Is there anything they could do with the re-release of Final Fantasy II that would make you actually buy it and try it? Me? I would, I'd yeah. actu- I've actually considered uh, when the price of the PSP one drops enough. I, I actually looked a little bit a minute ago. I think it's at $20. You know, if I have some, if I have, if I have twenty <laughs> bucks lying around, make it budget. yeah, if I have twenty bucks <laughs> lying around, I might, I might pick it up. See if I can get a cheap copy on when eBay. When it reaches, or... when it reaches close enough to free, that's when you'll get it. <laughs> well, I mean, like if I can, if I can hunt down one on eBay for ten bucks, I mean, ten bucks is, you know, the I'll grab nearly anything that looks interesting to me price point. So if it ever gets that cheap, then I'll definitely give it, pick it up. So okay, uh, I don't know if Glenn will touch on my point or not. Uh, go ahead, tell me what you think, Glenn. Give me your take on this. Well, anyone that already owns a console or handheld that's out will probably never buy Final Fantasy 1 or 2 again because you've already bought it on something. You know, Origins... Or for something. (laughs) Well, Origins still works on the PS3, right? I don't have a PS3. It runs PS1 games, right? As long as that one's compatible. Yeah. I know by default... So you have that. You have Dawn of Souls that will work on a DS. You have it on the PSP. Until the DS Right now... You can already get Final Fantasy 1 or 2 on about anything. If I see it again, it would be like a DSi download, maybe. I mean, you have to, you'd have to reach, if Square's going to make them again, whether they're ports or remakes, it's going to be the next generation to get a new group of gamers. Anyone that plays video games right now has already had a cheap way to buy it. So you're going to have to wait, you're going to have to wait a few years, or even like I said, like a, a DSiWare thing. Something to let the next group. I mean, I know gamer generations kind of come every couple of years, mm-hmm. but they'd have to wait for that. And then when they do it, I, I wouldn't expect a lot of them. I mean, I don't think. I think these games are old, and they're always going to need an old feel. There's never going to be a huge, like, a visual overhaul remake of Final Fantasy one or two beyond I think what they did on the PSP version. I just don't see a reason for it. What I would like to see is I still feel like Final Fantasy two is a broken game. That was what surprised me when I played it for the first time, was that things that players considered glitches were still in Origins. Like that you can select a magic, not cast it, deselect, select, deselect, select, deselect, and that will level up your magic. Like that's that's broken. It's a glitch. The I guy that designed that out of the, the game... other two versions. So oh, they did. Okay. Yes. Well, okay. I didn't know that. It was still in. It was still in Origins. Yes. It so, was. Okay. So that's good. They fixed that then. But I mean, I'd like to see them fix. Like you know, when um when uh Kawazu came up with the idea of losing life to gain HP. He didn't think you were going to beat up your own party. I mean, things like that that weren't really planned by the designers, it would be nice to see them take that out. And maybe you can kind of keep what made Final Fantasy II unique. Keep the... Like, I'm playing Romancing Saga right now. When I cast magic, my intelligence goes up. When I get smacked, my HP goes up. But I don't sit around beating my own party up because the the system it, is organic and it, it grows on its own. It's too. Yes. yes. That was the problem with 2, was that it wasn't balanced. You had to beat yourself up because in a normal playthrough, you didn't do those things enough or get hit enough or whatever to make a difference. Right. That was its form of grinding. You couldn't really grind and fight monsters because you wouldn't really get stronger. You had to grind by beating up yourself to make yourself stronger. And that's what I would like to see in a, in a 2 remake. So for one, it's okay as is. As I said earlier, I, I like it better with the challenge, kind of like Mike said too. But if they're going to keep it on the portables and young people keep getting portables, like very young people... They're probably going to keep the fluffy version out there. 
But for Final Fantasy II, and I was really hoping they'd do it with the PSP, and they didn't, I'd like to see them make it balanced and reconfigure the battle system and the, the level-up method so that it works on its own, that you don't have to stop, that you can't spend the first hour uber-statting yourself and then glide through the game. That's what I would like to see. Okay. Well, I'm going to go just completely away from what the purists would want. Um, Final Fantasy II, I can agree with you totally. I would like to see just that, just some fixes if they were to are do there, that. Are there really Final Fantasy II purists? Are there Final <laughs> Fantasy II fans? Do those exist? <laughs> there's purists for everything. Whether they're fans or not, I don't know. But there's people out there they're that probably- complain if you changed anything. We'll find out when this gets posted, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> How many people so, we anger. Yeah, indeed. So it was early last year. I even I, I sat down, wrote an editorial on something that I would like to see. I would like to see Final Fantasy One completely remade in the same kind of style that Nintendo did with New Super Mario Brothers. It wasn't the same game made over. It was a new game in the same vein as the old game, but it was, you know, there were changes to it. It wasn't, you know, you didn't have the same stages over and over again, but it was the same style. You know, if that makes sense, I'd like to see almost what they could call Final Fantasy 1-2, or, you know, in this case, New Final Fantasy 1, something along those lines. I'd like to see that same kind of gameplay, you know, little bit more challenging uh, like like you were talking about Glenn you know of the original NES version and Final Fantasy origin style something that's not just press A to win uh, but something that takes that style of game and goes and off like, and makes something it? say what and does something new with it yeah you'll have more character classes um, you know it, it doesn't even have to have a story you know just you know the same kind of shell of a story that the original Final Fantasy had doesn't I'd that like, kind of sound like you're describing Final Fantasy three, though? Or do you just want it to stay really basic, like Final Fantasy one was? Yeah. Stay how, really is, basic. how is Final Fantasy three DS not new Final Fantasy one? Now I'm not wanting, you know. I guess this is where it kind of differs. Uh, you know, the job class system was very open and robust. You know, they could do something along the lines of a very basic. You know, you're stuck with these static classes, but there's more of them to choose from. So instead of having the six that you can choose from and do different combinations of those, maybe there's eight or ten, and they have a class upgrade halfway through. But you can't just you know say, okay, I'm going to be a white mage one minute and a black mage the next. I'm going to be a warrior one minute and a thief the next. You know something that sticks you in those, keeps you with the same four part four party setup, and you know just sends you through that. You know I don't know maybe it's crazy. I, I think it would be. At least something original, because I honestly don't want to see Final Fantasy 1 in any other remade manner in the way it is now, ever again. Because <laughs> if, if you're not going to change it, it's just like you said, you know, it can be reached about any way that you could possibly want to reach it. Why keep doing the same old thing over and over and over and over and over? Because, you know, even if it does make you money, I still don't want that. That's, you know, it's not my desire. I'd like to see something in the same vein as 1, uh, but changed up a little. Now, the editorial I wrote was even totally out there, way out there, totally crazy in the style of what I'd like to see changed. And, you know, you can pick it apart or think I'm nuts or whatever. I'd like to see Final Fantasy I made on the style and gameplay settings that Final Fantasy XII had. 
a remake of Final Fantasy One in Final Fantasy Twelve style. You have the four like characters in Final Fantasy Twelve's have... graphics engine too. Yeah, sure. You know, it doesn't have to be that. But well, are you crazy? You know, they ain't doing that. I never said they would. <laughs> you know, this yeah, is just like. This is like my wildest dream. This out is there what you dream of. Okay. This is something you know. If I was on you know the Square's development board, that I'd go pitch, and they'd toss me out on my head. But I'd at least pitch it and say, <laughs> "Hey, you know, this would be cool." And they'd be like, "No, you're crazy. Get out of here. <laughs> How did this crazy man even get in the building?" <laughs> but you know, and this will not sell very much, and it will cost us millions of dollars that we could be using to port. We need to make more ports. We need to remake Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so. Because the fan base, the group of people who love Final Fantasy I and love Final Fantasy XII overlap so thickly that this is going to be gold. I know. I never said it was a good idea. I actually like my first idea, or the one that I mentioned first better, because I think <laughs> I th- honestly think the people that like Final Fantasy I, given another game just like it, same style, not Final Fantasy III-ish, you know, still keep the story very minimal, keep the character development very minimal, make it about the gameplay, the character classes, and the, the challenge that comes with that. And, you know, quit trying to paint a coat of paint over it that doesn't really exist in terms of a story and character development. Just give us that. And, you know, it could possibly appeal to the same people that liked Final Fantasy 1 because it would be the same style of game. And, you know, did you play New Super Mario Brothers? Any of y'all know what yeah, I'm talking about when I say that? You know, you at least know what I mean. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's... Yeah kind of graphically enhanced a little bit. New but Super it's... Mario Brothers really reminded me of, like, Yoshi's Island more than it reminded me of the original Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo, although that might be a different story for a different time. Yeah. It kind of had that cutesy aesthetic, and they kind of, like, hid things in the levels that you had to get to get a perfect... Like, a lot of the ideas they had in Yoshi's Island that I liked, they did. I didn't... Because one of the things with Super Mario Brothers was it was really, really damn hard, and... You know, New, New Super Mario Brothers was anything but. Very true. It was kind of simple. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just my craziness. Um, you know. I don't know. I guess that's all I can say about that. That's what I'd like to see. But, who can say? Well, is there anything else about these original two games that you all would like to mention? Well, since I wasn't really that negative when I talk about Final Fantasy 2. One of the things that the game stands out for for me is that for a series that you know has the same name, 1 through 12, even though the games are so different, people always like to talk about what's your favorite Final Fantasy, what's your least favorite. And I always feel like the answer shows more what type of game you like and less what Final Fantasy is the best one. You know, if you tell me you like Final Fantasy 12 better than the other 11, that, that tells me what type of game you like a lot more than if you still really like 4 or 6 in the Super Nintendo era, you know, etc. Et one of the things I always love is that, like, Final Fantasy 2 is always everyone's, like, least favorite, or one of the least favorite Final Fantasies. It's the one everyone hates. It's like, when someone says, what's your least favorite Final Fantasy? It's always like, I hate 10 and 2, or I hate 8 and 2, or I hate 4 and 2. It's always and 2. I love that. I love that it's always, it's everyone's worst. <laughs> I don't know if I could totally honestly say that, though. I, I'm not a big fan of 5, nor of 8, and 3 didn't really stand out for me that much. To say that 2 is better than any of those or that I liked it more is hard to say, but I don't know. I hey, guess uh, it comes from having played it three times. 
Jonathan, what are your least favorite Final Fantasies? And keep in mind, ones you didn't buy because you heard they're terrible count as your least favorite. Go. Uh, eight. Probably eight. You can't count it twice. <laughs> well, you but didn't buy I two because you heard it was terrible, so that would count two. If you counted, I'd count eleven. I really didn't like eleven all that much. Yes, you can kind of count that. That does say something about the person if they don't like that. So you're not saying two because you were afraid of it and didn't want to try it, even though you've already told us that's the case. No, I mean it was a. I mean, I, I doubt they designed that game thinking, oh, you know, we're gonna make something that's horrible. You know, that that obviously wasn't what was on their mind when they were making that game. They were just trying to do something different, and you know, it, it was a failed attempt at doing something different. But I, I can appreciate the fact that they were trying to do something different. It was just a failed experiment. Right up there was like... It was Simon's, it was Simon's Quest. Yes, it was, it was Simon's Zelda Quest. It was The Adventure of Think. That's I mean, right, It was what yes. they did in the Nintendo era was go zany on number two, and then it failed. Yeah. It was Act Razor 2. <laughs> Simon's uh, Quest is a Act good Razor comparison. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all got a a two in there that we probably hate more than anything. But Mega Man, not Mega Man two though, not Mega Man two. Yeah, that was I don't know. The, uh, what's really driving me nuts about this, about talking about them, is now I'm wanting to go back and play at least a little bit of both Final Fantasy one and two, just to see, you know, which one really draws me in more. I think I could probably go back and play more Final Fantasy one now than I could two. So yeah, it probably is two. Two probably is included in my least favorites. I'll have to go with five and two. Those would be my options. We didn't give Mike an option. I know you haven't played any of the Sony ones, but what no, would you I say? did play nine. Oh, you did? Yeah, that was a uh, geez, that was four and a half years ago when a coworker of mine let, let me borrow his PS2 and I played nine on it. Mm. But uh, keeping in mind that the only version of one that I played was on Dawn of Souls, that would probably be among my least favorite, and. Either two or three, depending upon my mood. Because three, well, we'll get to that someday. Yeah. What about you, Glenn? Your turn. Uh, two and eight. Two and eight. They're, they're the only Final Fantasies I didn't like. I, I had a lot of fun playing every Final Fantasy except for two and eight. I guess I can't bash on eight too much because I really... There were things I did like about it, and there was a lot I didn't like about it but I don't really think I can be fair enough with it because I don't think I gave it a strong enough chance to really hate it. So I'd like to play it again. So you can hate I'd it I'd like more. to play it again before I tell, you know, if it's my least or worst favorite. Well, until that it fateful a- day that you emailed me and asked if I wanted to play Valhalla Knights 2 or not, Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII stood as the only game I ever hated and forced myself to finish. <laughs> I And I did that only... It was like what you said about I like to use cheat codes, that way I can beat Final Fantasy 2 earlier... It was kind of like that. It was like I wanted to be able to say I finished Final Fantasy VIII. If that okay. game had had any other name, if it had been Vagrant Story or anything else, I would not have finished it. I mean, I really hated Final Fantasy VIII. So you're putting Final Fantasy VIII on the same level as Valhalla Knights 2? Yes. Maybe a little <laughs> better. Final Fantasy VIII is on my bio. It's one of my least favorite games ever. Well, this so, is totally yeah. going to distract the rest of the, the forum topics, I'm sure, because everybody's <laughs> going to talk about this instead of... Final Fantasy one and two, um, and that kind of yeah, leads us in. About eight for the last couple of weeks, thanks to the editorials. Yeah, it's it's been on everybody's mind recently. And the last podcast. 
So what I would like to say is, you know, if anybody else has anything they'd like to add, feel free to. But over the next little while, did I cut somebody off? Was somebody else going to say something? Okay. Over the next little while, we're going to touch on some of the other Final Fantasy games. Uh, we've kind of got a three-part thing that's going on. So if you if you hate hearing about Final Fantasy, we're sorry. We'll get to other stuff soon enough. But truthfully, you know the the obscure games we just really can't cover as well because we don't have enough people that know all about all the obscure stuff. So we apologize. It's just not there yet. Um, yeah, if you we are depend on me for these things. It gets kind of dull. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we do have a few things in mind now, so we've got a few backtracks kind of scheduled out, and we're going to kind of be touching on a little of the earlier series in the Final Fantasy games over the next couple backtracks, so you can look forward to those. All right, Cass, do you have anything else before we go? If I not, love the sprite work in Final Fantasy 1. If in, a, in Bizarro World, if I were ever to get a tattoo... It would either be the symbol from Planescape Torment that was on the main character's t- body, or it would be a lich from Final Fantasy One. I. I like the sprite work in Final Fantasy One. I. I like the black wizard that I talked about earlier, but apparently nobody else in the world does, so they screwed me out of it. So that's my spiel again. <laughs> not not that I'm bitter or anything. Uh, okay, sorry, had to get that out <laughs> again. Uh, anything else? We made it all the way through this until right now without mentioning 8-Bit Theater, so. <laughs> Sword Chuck Show! So just have to add that in. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, I haven't read 8-Bit Theater in a while. Now you're going to get me doing it again. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you're welcome. And 8-Bit Theater, you're welcome for the hits. Uh, Alright, guys. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us today. Glenn and Mike for your insightful comments, Nest for your nice for your insightful comments and for editing and recording this for us. And I'd like to thank myself for being here and for having the patience to put up with all of you. Uh, just and for whatever John whatever Jonathan did to his dog that made it stay quiet for two hours. I know. You know, that poor thing's probably you know, having a hard time breathe through breathing through that duct tape right now. So <laughs> I want to go, go check on it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it for another RPG Backtrack. Stay tuned next month, and we will try to keep this a little more regular than we did over the last couple months. So if there's any feedback, please feel free to leave it in the forums or email us at backtrack at rpgamer.com. One word, backtrack. I've yet to receive any email to that account. Word so, I love. You know, and I don't really want you know like spam email either. So nobody sent any kind of feedback whatsoever there. And if you don't have anything to say, oh, well, you know, eventually we'll get canceled because nobody likes to hear us. So, yeah, tell us if you like it. I have a large sum of money in Nigeria that I would like to transfer to the United States. If you could send me a blank check. (laughs) That's all that it takes. So, like I said, you know, other than telling us the games that we need to cover, if you have any feedback for us, anything you'd like us to change or add to this, please let us know in the forums somewhere in there. Please don't make this into a Final Fantasy VIII hate fest, because uh, we can do that later on. Talk about Just Final tell Fantasy me what one. Final Fantasy you hated most in addition to. Just leave it at that. Good <laughs> but, uh, that is it. That'll be goodbye from everybody, and thank you again. Bye. Bye. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>